a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a gentleman from Chicago in Illinois, a gentleman by the name of Bob Conlin. Bob, a very warm welcome to you. Uh, thanks, Paul. Happy to be here. And we're going to be talking today, Bob, are we not around the uh, the title and the uh, the contents of your the title of your book, um, your chapter? Yes, indeed. The Miraculous Forest of Love and Hope sharing uh, the story of uh, coming to meet my son, which had a very, very low likelihood of happening this year. Yeah, yeah. So listeners, I don't know, uh, certainly our American listeners are probably going to be well-versed on this, but um, for for the rest of our listeners around the world, this is a fascinating story. So Bob, share a bit more with us, if you will. Sure. So uh, my wife and I, I found out we were pregnant uh, November of last year, and it had been something we've been trying for over a year to conceive. And we, like I said, we found out we were pregnant. And when my wife, on the milestone of five months pregnant, as we were putting together our child's nursery, my wife's water broke. And at five months, that's a pretty um, devastating finding. It's it's very rare that uh, you'll have a child that survives. And of course, my wife and I were both um, completely devastated with the findings. Every uh, doctor we spoke with, you know, shared their um, condolences with us, and that you know, we were sure to lose the baby. We had less than a 1% chance that the child would survive. And um, keep in mind, this was right when the COVID-19 pandemic was happening. So things started to shut down uh, in the in the U.S. Our state, our city had gone on uh, lockdown. And, you know, here we find out that uh, it's possible we're going to lose our baby. So to make a very, very, very long story short, um, the baby kept hanging on, kept fighting, kept growing. And that less than 1% chance of survival uh, began to increase every hour that the child stayed in with my wife. And uh, after about three weeks of staying at home, waiting for either Shauna to go into spontaneous labor or that she get an infection um she did not experience either of those so we were able to then get admitted to the hospital at 23 weeks pregnant 
And again, keep in mind, uh, this is when the pandemic was happening. (laughs) All the hospitals were shut down in terms of visitors. So my wife was admitted by herself and spent 82 days on bed rest in the hospital uh, fighting for this, this child's life, who we've come to know and love and cherish as our son Forrest. And, um, you know, during that time and being separated, you know, it was really important for my wife and I to continue nurturing our relationship. And um, one of the ways in which I did that was to hold date nights outside of her hospital window. She was on the fourth floor, 40 feet up, and uh, I would come and bring um, food from our favorite restaurant. I would have delivered up to her and I would set up a table outside and just sit. She'd sit at the window and I'd sit down below her and we would just eat and talk and uh, just enjoy each other. And um, someone from the hospital walked by, I asked what I was doing and uh, shared my story, what was happening. And then our story got shared with the local news. And then the next day, the national news picked it up. And then the following weeks after that, the story had gone around the globe. We've heard from people from every, every continent except Antarctica. <laughs> we, could, uh, we can work on that, Bob. Yeah, we can work yeah, on I'm that. Like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, our our story of love and hope, our story of how we you know learned to love each other and created the love for each other during this challenging time for everyone with the pandemic and then our challenging time with the pregnancy, you know, I think it was a story that a lot of people found a value in and found their own sense of love and hope in. And, um, you know, we're, we're following us all along. And, um, I think the greatest gift in all of that with the story going viral was that it had more people, uh, praying and hoping for us and, people many people were invested in our own story and um and like i said i think like having thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of people praying and hoping for us um made a difference you know i believe that there's a power in positivity there's a power in the collective and you know i very much think that that was a huge part of force being with us today mm. Very profound. Obviously, Bob is the creator of the Mastering the Game of Life book, which is, as I say, the chapter, your chapter, that we're talking about now. I've had the privilege of reading the chapter, you know, the 3,000 words there. What was it like for you, Bob? Share with our listeners, what was it like for you putting those thoughts down, those ex- reliving those experiences and putting it down on paper? What kind of, what kind of journey did that take you on personally? Yeah, it was it was a I think it was the first time where I actually you know, when you invited me to to contribute to the book, which um I'm so thrilled to be part of. It was the first time where I got to actually just like tell you know, not not the logistics of the story, but to tell the lessons of the story and to tell more about like the journey of the heart through that story. And um you know, I think if if anything, it, it like this experience and putting it down, it made it, it made it real. You know, it, it like it made it, it created a legacy with it in terms of 
um, this story is now going to be shared for ever, right? Like it's in print now. And um, I wanted to really convey how you know, my wife and I are both coaches. We're both uh, relationship coaches and we really, really support people and stepping outside of what they know is comfortable in service of getting the thing that they want whether that's, you know, a new partner or to leave a partner or to increase intimacy in a relationship, you know, everything that we want that we don't have is usually somewhere outside of our comfort zone and takes some uncomfortable action to get. And um, I, I think the biggest part of our story was how far we were out in the unknown. You know, even, even that the odds were increasing every day, there's still, an extremely high likelihood that force would be born and not survive. Um, there was a, also an extremely strong likelihood that he would be born and have severe medical complications. Keep in mind, once he was born, he like sailed through the intensive care unit and was home within 20 days, which was like unheard of. Like the doctors were throwing around words like miracle and this kid's rewriting the textbooks. Like they were just astonished by him. But, you know, I think um, to really convey that how uncomfortable the unknown is, but it's also where like possibility exists. It's also where the, the new is or the result that you want to achieve. And, you know, for us to get to where we got, like there was a point to where all we had was hope all we had was love to rely on because again, every time we talked to a physician, we were given just grave, grave um, statistics and details about how our dream of having a healthy child was not going to happen. And um, so every time we would meet with a physician or get an ultrasound, um, talk to a nurse, it was having to, you know, take a step back and really rely on, um, leaning back into our hope for what we wanted and having our love be a foundation to have the courage to hope. And, um, you know, I think I did, you know, I did my best to, to really portray that in the chapter in the book is to really kind of explore and explain how we chose love and hope when it made zero sense to do so. And, um, you know, it's, we're just absolutely thrilled that, you know, we have a very healthy, beautiful son now when we were told that we'd have less than 1% chance to have him. And it's, um, it's just unbelievable. Just all of this is just so unbelievable. Yeah. It defies, it absolutely defies logic. It defies words, which brings me nicely in Bob to ask you, as you said already, you and your good lady are, are coaches did you ever think or have you subsequently thought about how would you coach? So if I came to you, Bob, as a client and the roles were reversed and I was going through this, this I don't even know what the most appropriate adjective is to, to describe what you've, uh, what you've been through, you and your good lady. But as a client, have you ever thought, how would I coach or how would we coach somebody through that, I use the word very lightly, challenge? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, 
you know, it was a, it was a very big challenge, right? It was a very, very scary. There was a lot on the line. It was a life or death situation every day. You know, keep in mind too, this was a very dangerous situation for my wife as well to be in. She could have gotten a terrible infection and been in the intensive care unit herself. So there was a lot on the line. And um, the thing that, you know, if the thing that we did with ourselves and what we would do with a client is, is each day to create the intention that you want to empower for that day. You know, for us, it was, you know, each day kind of waking up and checking in with each, with each other, like where we're both at, like, all right, how do we want to be today? What is the way that we want to show up for each other? And there are some days I'm like, Hey, Sean, I'm like, I need, I just need a day to myself. You know, I need to focus on my self-care. I haven't been sleeping well. I need to to exercise. I need to get some food prepared. You know, so it was an intention of like self-love and well-being for the day. And, you know, she would be like, hey, I need uh, more connection today. I need more, um, you know, more love. And so, you know, we would explore, well, what does that actually mean? How would you feel more connected to me in this moment? How would you feel more loved in this moment? And sometimes we didn't have the answers to what that, those questions were, but we were able to explore together. You know, I was like, Hey, I know I wasn't planning on coming to visit today, but why don't I, you know, why don't I come visit and just hang out for a couple hours with you outside the window? Yeah. So it's, you know, going back to what's the intention, what do you want to create in the moment and then put very specific actions to that because we can just get lost in the words like oh i want to feel more loved okay great but what does that mean how do you receive that love how would you know you were getting loved how would you feel if you were getting loved and really getting some some specifics down to then explore inside of and then to also know that it's happening Absolutely. Yeah, the depth, isn't it? So, okay, Bob. I mean, listen, we could go on forever and ever and ever. And it's such a, I think, listeners, you probably know how gripped I am by this because I'm quiet with with a guest. And that's very rare that that happens. Mm. Very rare. (laughs) Very rare. So I just want to, as we draw to a close, Bob, ask you to share with our listeners just one thing. And I mean, you could write literally volumes of books, let alone one chapter within a book but one thing to share with our listeners bob that this recent and yet again i use the term very lightly experience has taught either you shona and or both of you what would that be i think um that miracles are real um to say not (laughs) it's a very uh very big comment but that like don't give up hope you know that even when everything is stacked against you there's it's there's still a possibility that it can turn out or that you'll have the courage to face whatever it is that you need to face and um there's a moment um about five days after shauna's water broke where we we both and and separate occasions at the same time i was in uh, the living room shauna was taking a shower And we both had this sense of calm come over us that everything was going to be okay. And this was very early on in our, in our adventure. And like, 
you know, I, I think there, there are other forces at play here and, um, you know, there was a collective that was starting to form and happen that really supported us in having this beautiful son. And, you know, if I were to share anything, it's like, don't give up hope. Like, we don't know what we don't know. There's other forces at play that can support you in whatever you're up to and just lean in and trust and hope that it's there and um, you know, just watch what shows up. Mm. Kind of brings in the question of faith, doesn't it? Yeah. And with that's a whole new conversational thread that we can have. So listen, Bob, I just want to thank you again for your immense inspiration and, and the beautiful gift that uh, you and your good lady have brought into the, into the world in the form of baby forest. It goes without saying listeners that we're going to be hearing so much more about this, this inspirational story, this journey this young child, you know, I said it before, the adjectives, there's times when words seem futile. And for me, every time I talk to Bob, you can probably notice the, the more somber nature of my, of the tone of my voice listeners. And that's more about a celebration because I'm in my heart now rather than my head. Mm. And on that note, um, I just want to sign off listeners by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, Mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.